here live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. Is Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because people on Facebook really need to be told, take a class in how to argument, please. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Triple, pretty much all over the place. You can find me uh, pretty much all over the web under that name, S-H-U-J-I-N. Let me go ahead and introduce you to tonight's panel. That would be me. There's, uh, there's, there's a little thing that's kind of going on at the moment. So uh, let, me, let me give you guys a real quick heads up as to what's going on at the moment. Uh, Heretic Woman is uh, going to be otherwise uh, asleep because she's got something that's going on tomorrow. Dallin is at... Uh, a party, which uh, I forgot. I'm sorry, Dallin. If if you got the if you got the little message from your thing that would, yeah, sorry about that. It's muscle memory. Uh, I don't know where Joseph is. Joey, I uh, also am, am not sure. Unrenowned Tech has had some uh, uh, some some stuff that's taken him out of commission for tonight, and um, I don't know where. Uh, uh, I don't know where Bridget is at the moment. I haven't heard anything. Uh, so at the moment, it's just me, surprisingly enough. So uh, you guys get this rare opportunity to find out just what happens when I'm running a little bit behind schedule, and I got nobody to support me. So this is going to be uh, this is going to be exciting because uh, I did put the word out over in the, uh, the the atheist and skeptical podcasters, and basically let everybody know. Uh, look. Um, I got nobody, so if you want to join me, uh, feel free. And my phone, I did not shut it up. There we go. That's better. So we will uh, we'll see how this plays out. Yeah. Uh, so this is gonna be this is gonna be a weird night uh, at the moment. So if you are watching live, uh, and I really hope that you are, because this is gonna be freaking amazing. Please, by all means, take advantage of the live chat system uh i know full well that uh, trip and stephanie are there hi guys i appreciate it uh i am getting uh some uh oh cool tucker is going to be joining in uh, a couple of minutes so this is going to work out to be interesting um so uh, i've got i got stuff to talk about uh, of course as always uh some is going to be better than others whose beeping was that was that my phone again I thought I told you to shut up. That's better. God, love it when stuff like that happens. Anyway, so um, let me uh, let me go ahead and warn you that uh, I literally just got home five minutes ago from uh, a trip to Toronto. Uh, I was running a little bit behind schedule, so uh, such is. Oh well, look at that. Hi. Hey, folks from the from the Midwest of the U.S. Hi, Bridget. You made it. I made it. I'm so sorry. How's it going? Well, considering I just uh, I just got everything started and I didn't even bother turning on camera uh, control, I I'm doing good. Uh, I put the word out. I, I was just saying I I put the word out as a desperate help me help me over in the uh, uh, the Facebook uh, skeptical podcasters group because it's just like I'm starting a show right now and I got nobody in my show. If you want to join me, please do. Uh, so uh, we're going to have Tucker joining us, apparently, in uh, just a couple of moments. So, awesome. 
So that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be good. How you doing? I'm okay. I'm good. Okay. Okay. So uh, yeah, I was just saying that I just got I literally got back five uh, ten minutes ago. Sorry, uh, almost ten minutes ago from Canada. So uh, I I I I've still got stuff in the car that I didn't take out because um, yeah, running a little bit behind schedule. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and. Um, I'm gonna roll the uh, the five minute freestyle. You uh, you may want to get yourself uh, a drink, uh, a little something if you don't already have a, you know water anything, because uh, we 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 need to give off a toast when uh, before we get started with everything. Okay. I'll so <laughs> you you do that. So let me go ahead and let me get getting my part started over here. So with five minutes on the clock, your five minute freestyle is right now labeled goodbye goodbye felicia i don't know how many of you caught about that one but uh yeah there's uh there's uh somebody who was on actual broadcast news who went ahead and used that derisively and correctly for uh i I believe it might have been roy moore could have been and you know i would really i would really really like to believe that that was uh possible at this point, but this guy, this guy is like legal herpes. Seriously. Every time you think you've gotten rid of him, he comes back. I mean, it happened once he was, uh, he was kicked off the bench from uh, the Supreme court in Alabama because, uh, well, he's a theocrat and he was ruling as a theocrat would. And, uh, they, they brought him back. They voted him back into office. And then, um, he he kind of did it again. And then they basically said, well, um, you can keep coming back to your office, but uh, we're not going to pay you. And you have no legal authority, but we're not going to fire you. But you're fired. So it'd be really, really nice. It would be really nice to believe that this son of a bitch is simply not going to come back. But of course, uh, somehow I get worried that he's going to try again. And again, and again, until his little heart gives out, bless his little soul. You know what? Just go away. Seriously, you got kicked out twice. You you had to put your state through who only knows how much money in legal ramifications, and you don't see anything particularly wrong with that. The fact that there are credible people, credible... Uh, accountings that are against you and you don't give that a moment's notice you know what don't even don't even worry about it just goodbye now if only we could do that with a lot of other people it'd be so much easier one news story came up the son of a bitch and i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna say it the son of a bitch who drove his car through a protester and killed them and then sped off has been arraigned on first-degree murder count, plus a whole bunch of other counts, and vehicular homicide, I believe, was one of them at one point, but they finally just said, yeah, you know what? Uh, We've got this charge, and 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 this charge. You know what? Yeah, I think we can make murder one stick. So as far as I'm concerned, um, this guy, goodbye. Just go away. Now, 
that's two particular individuals. But I'm going to call out an entire class of people that I would really like to just go away. And no, it's not the people who have been credibly accused of molesting people, women in particular. I mean, yeah, we've got the uh, we've got the people who've been credibly, you know, uh, accused. Not the least of which would be the president of my goddamned country. But I'm gonna go ahead and say goodbye to an entirely different class of people. All of you, and I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna drop the one f bomb for tonight. All of you. Sad, sorry, dumbass motherfuckers down there in Alabama. You white, elitist fucking snobs. Yeah, two. Who went ahead and said, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to vote for a Republican, no matter how slimy he could be, over a goddamn Democrat. You put your group above the greater good? What the absolute hell is wrong with you people? Do you have no morals whatsoever? Do you have no idea what in the hell kind of statement you made? But you know what? That's okay. Because the descendants... The grandchildren, the great-grandchildren, the great-great-grandchildren of the people that your grandparents and great-grandparents and great-great-grandparents pushed under their heel. They went ahead and they spoke up for you in your place because they did exactly what they should have done. They put you in your place. Goodbye. It's episode 192 on the docket, Your Honor. The times, they are a-changing. And fortunately, I don't have to be quite this angry anymore for the particular uh, piece that we're going to be talking about. Because um, my United States is changing, and it's changing in a very nice way. And we're going to talk a little bit about that and what we're going to be expecting to see. Joining us at the moment, however, all in the middle of the whole thing, and and hearing me in a, a very unflattering way, finally for the first time, Tucker. Hi, how the hell are you? Thank you. Hi. Um, it's not the first time I was here for your New Year's Eve or Christmas show. Details, details. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I don't remember any of this shit. Whatever. Anyway, it's good to have you back, though. Seriously, I'm I'm very glad to have you back, man. I'm glad to be here. So, um, as I told, uh, as I told, uh, Bridget, uh, a couple of moments ago that, uh, uh, before I got started on my, uh, my five minute rant, uh, we, we need to, uh, I don't know if you've got any kind of a drink with you of any kind, but, uh, we, we, we do need to have, <laughs> I don't know if you can see it. My video is not playing. <laughs> I know the camera's no. on, but no, you're doing good. Uh, that is a, uh, that is uh, some bush that you got over there. I see that. Yeah. And uh, there's uh, there's a reason, and uh, this is kind of sideways to uh, my freestyle, uh, as is uh, kind of become tradition for me. I went out and I got my little uh, my little vial of Johnny Walker Black Label, 
because as you know for well, uh, I believe it was just Friday is another year since that we lost Christopher Hitchens. Yeah. And uh, as somebody pointed out, we do not toast to him because he is not here. We toast his memory and we toast his inspiration because he is one of those people that said, basically, prove it. Oh, you're not proving it. Prove it. No, you're not proving it. Prove it. No, you're not proving it. Go away. He is the one who actually had the compunction to say, I don't believe that waterboarding is torture. You know what? Show me. Okay, you know what? It's torture. He got proved that he was wrong, and he changed his mind. So to you, Hitch, thank you for your inspiration, and thank you for not being afraid to come out and say, you're wrong. To you, Hitch. And by the way, I don't drink Johnny Walker, so this one's going to hurt just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about Johnny Walker Black, but I know the red is not that great. <coughs> <laughs> yeah, my usual drink is uh, wine. So, um, yeah, and considering I haven't had very much to eat most of the day, um, yeah, I'm probably going to end up feeling this in a little while. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that was only one swig off of it. And truth be told... I don't think that I should really have any much more. Um, only because, like I said, I did not have very much to uh, to eat the last couple of hours. And I don't think that I should drink that whole thing on an empty stomach. No, if probably. I'm if I'm not a if I'm not a uh, I'm not a whiskey drinker. Probably not a good idea. Yeah, we will see. And uh, Trippin's just saying that he's already turning red. No, black. It's it's Johnny see, read it's it's black, Johnny Walker black. Come to think of it, if my face is turning black, that's uh, that's that's probably a really bad moment right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, before we go ahead and get into the uh, uh, the regular part of it all, um, like I said, Heretic Woman has got uh, stuff that she's got to do tomorrow, so she's asleep. Um, for those of you that may have missed it, last week we did have word that the upcoming prince has made word that there is the possibility, a good possibility, if not necessarily a strong one just yet, that Rafe Badawi could become pardoned. Now, we have no kind of timetable on this. We don't know very much beyond the fact that it's been floated out there by the prince himself. So we're still hopeful. We still have to kind of wait and see how this is going to play out. However, as that has not yet come up, as far as I've been able to find in the news, as of the recording of tonight's show, this is now five years, five months, 31 days since Reef Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our thoughts and our hopes are still with you. And we're really, really hoping really hard for you to get out. Well, not, not just out, out and alive, because it could be like that guy that they... North Koreans released who, you know, was basically dead on arrival. You know, he was 
perfectly fine and nothing happened to him. And yet he was somehow still dead. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a couple of stories like that. Uh, yeah. Before we get into that, just to cover that, uh, Bridget, had you heard about that uh, that one North Korean guy came through and he uh, they had to do like medical stuff on him and he had all kinds of stuff in his gut because he was shot and they had to operate on him. No, I missed that one. Yeah, he had uh, he had some serious serious parasites in his uh, uh, in his gut and they had to uh, he got shot a number of times as he was trying to make it over the border. So they they medevaced his ass big time. Uh, out of the way, and they said that they found some stuff that was. Um, yeah, it's it's not something that nasty. a doctor would normally see unless they were working in the third world, mm. because the kind of parasites that he had are so they, they've essentially been wiped out in most places in the world in humans. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, you might. Um, uh, you might have pure, per, uh, professional curiosity, but uh, for those people that are otherwise uh, squeamish about this kind of thing, uh, you can you can go look up the news articles about it. But I I did not see any um, photos, and I think it's probably better that way, considering that I read through some of the article and I I was even just this is not cool, man. This, this is really really not cool. Uh, there was an article recently published where a, a concentration camp survivor commented after reading the conditions in the North Korean camps, saying North Korean camps are worse than the concentration camps in Nazi Germany. And, and let me tell you, the, uh, the I've read a number of books about by people who were in the concentration camps. The most horrific one I've ever read is called The Auschwitz Volunteer by Witold Palicki. He was a member of the Polish underground who went into Auschwitz it, shortly after it opened to try and figure out what was going on. He had, you know, and, and he, he was able to smuggle out reports to the Allies and they didn't believe his reports because they're so horrific. And the, the book is basically his reports because after the Soviets took over Poland, he went back to Poland undercover and was found out and executed by the, 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 the Polish government. So he never really get to give a full accounting. But what he did give an accounting of is just horrific. And the biggest tragedy in the book is that he had an underground element working with him and that, you know, that he got going in the camp and they had access to the weapons. They had enough people they could take the camp over, but because they couldn't get permission from the allies to do it, they didn't do it. And it's, you read that and you just scream. It's like, dude, you should have fucking taken over the camp. Just, you know, Sure, the Germans would be coming in, but pop the gates open, let people run out. The Poles would have hidden them, and they did not do that. And and it, that's that's a, a great tragedy. Yeah, if memory serves, there was also somebody uh, from England who did similar. Uh, he intentionally got himself captured in France so that he could find out what was going on. And when he finally smuggled out information, they didn't believe him either. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and it's just and there was a um, in the Roosevelt administration, there was a guy who was a Nazi sympathizer who he was in charge of handling a lot of the reports. And so he would sanitize them rather than, you know, just passing the information along. So Roosevelt never had the full picture. But then again, truth be told, up to that point, what they were talking about was simply unconscionable. And, yeah, and yeah. unthinkable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it is the kind of thing where you'd have to see it to believe it really, because it was so horrific. So, yeah. So there's that. So let me go ahead and uh, show you guys uh, a, uh, a picture that had uh, made its way through on my Twitter feed. Uh, earlier yesterday, I believe it was, which kind of prompted this whole thing. And it's a, a graph from Scientific American's Twitter feed. So give you a show of what this is. So for those of you that are listening instead of uh, watching, it's a, it's a graph that Scientific American had put out that shows religious affiliation by year of survey. And it's showing from, uh, let's go with uh, 1970 approximately, because the zero... The zero line doesn't have a number to it, but it starts at 1980 as the first number, and then 1990, 2000, 2010. Yes, I say 2010. I don't say 2010. Shut up. I don't care. And after that, of course, the graph is, well, nebulous at best because, well, it's extrapolated data. But they're measuring out the percentage of people who affiliate as Protestant, Catholic, none or other, as far as religious affiliation here in the United States. And starting off in 1970, you could say that approximately 5% uh, identify as either none or other, with 27%, give or take, as Catholic, and 60, uh, let's call it 63%, as Protestant. Now, I'm, I'm fudging my numbers a little bit just because I'm try to gauge what it says on the screen. So if, if you run my numbers and they're wrong, you, I, I don't care, blow me, whatever. But they took the data and they graphed it over time up through 1980, 1990, 2000, 2010. And the numbers start to have patterns that they've been able to take and kind of extrapolate out from to see where the trends are. The none affiliation going from you know going from 1970 at about eh, give or take five percent doesn't look like it's really changed very much to 2010 and probably up through to, uh 2015 okay the catholic numbers go from let's say 27 percent to 25 ish the protestant numbers go from approximately 62 percent down to approximately 49%, which is a big drop, of course. But the big standout is none, the atheist group. Now, it's labeled as none, which doesn't necessarily mean atheist. It could be people who claim to be agnostic or I don't have an affiliation, but the quote-unquote nuns, N-O-N-S, uh, N-O-N-E-S, goes from approximately 5% to approximately 
That's a pretty good jump. It's a pretty good jump in a relatively short amount of time. And it kind of mirrors opposite what is happening with the Protestants. But what becomes interesting is where those graph trends end up going to. Catholics are going to continue to drop. The others are going to stay pretty close, but under 10%. But the trending line says that in 2030, 2035, we should have a, a confluence, a, 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 a matching of none versus Protestant, which is, which is very, very, very impressive in this country if those trends continue. And that's something that could be expected assuming certain things stay in place. And we're going to kind of talk a little bit about that because, well, A, we've got, uh, we've got a number of mitigating factors, but we've also got, well, we've also got this graph that looks really, really good right about now. So let's, um, let's go ahead and, and talk a little bit about what mitigating factors might be why the why the nun numbers are changing and what could affect how quickly or how slowly that number changes and look at that by the way folks apparently i spoke earlier a little bit too soon joining us from uh, pittsburgh good morning joey hi good to have you i was a little worried earlier tonight because i didn't have anybody <laughs> had to walk the dog fair enough so, uh, Joe, uh, since you didn't get the chance to see the uh, since you didn't get to see the graph, let me throw it your way also, so you can see it again. And there we go. I'm just throwing that up for everybody to see really quickly. That's the graph that we're working with at the moment, and I was just describing it. You see where uh, 2035 ish. Protestants and nuns, they're going to be, uh, they're going to be meeting up with everybody. And where we're going to, where we're going to go with this uh, for the time being is, um, why, why has that, uh, why is that number changing? What might change how that plays out? And what can we expect to see or what kind of warning signs might we notice about these kind of things? And I'm going to start this one off with, education and uh i'm I'm sure you guys might have uh, a little something to uh, say on that other so that i don't end up talking through and uh, you guys are over in the live chat right now i'm gonna be checking in on you guys in just a couple of seconds so whatever you guys have got to say by all means feel free but um betsy devos otherwise known as uh, professor umbridge at this point some people understand that. I, I hope I got the right character. But um, who wants to go ahead and say what 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 wonderful things our educational department at the federal level is doing at this point? That might change how those nuns are, are coming out. Uh, well, if they get the voucher program through so people can go to religious schools with government money, that'll change how that turns out. Because uh, everybody I've known who's gone to 
well, except for Catholic schools. Those seem to be good at educating people, but all the Protestant private schools that I've talked to people, well, specifically Baptist-based private schools, the educational standards are uh, subpar would be a compliment. Uh, I, one friend was talking about her daughter's textbook, math textbook, and, she, you know, they the, were doing calculations for area in it. And they didn't say, you know, a building is so many feet by so many feet. What's the area of the building? They said the building is so many crosses by so many crosses. And, and, and it's like, okay, I can understand you want to get religion into your math textbook, but don't do crosses because that's hard to translate into the real world. Say, you know, for example, King Solomon's temple was so many feet by so many feet. What's the area of it? That, you know, at least you get your religion in there and you actually get facts in there as well that people can use in the real world. Uh, What's so. What's an arc? <laughs> yeah. uh, don't worry about that. Just build it 90 cubits by 30 cubits by 60 cubits. Uh-huh. What's a cubit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Nobody wants to laugh at a Bill Cosby joke these days. <laughs> it's understandable, but I mean, it's it, it, it's true. I mean, it, there there's certain pieces that you can get away with fudging a little bit. I mean, that's the whole reason why the term widget was invented. It, it describes nothing. It is a fictitious thing. You can get away with saying, I'm going to manufacture widgets in this thought experiment. And here's all the parameters that go into whatever that widget is. It doesn't matter what it is. It, yeah. it could be it could be it could be those those googly eyes on a plastic backing for all I care. But seriously, by crosses? Yeah, yeah. And she, and she's like, I wondered why my daughter was so dumb, and now I know. And at the reason the daughter was going to that school was because her ex-husband was insisting that the daughter go to that school, and he was paying for everything, and it was part of the whole divorce settlement. And I have learned a lot just from talking to women, to, to women around here. Women absolutely get the shaft when it comes to divorce in Tennessee. Uh, like a one woman I know said that, she, you know, there's actually times that she is allowed to have a man over at her house if her children are there as part of the divorce settlement. And, you know, and, and, it, and, and it doesn't matter what kind of relationship they're in. You know, I, there's an exception for, like, her father. But, you know, that's it. If she has a boyfriend who wants to move in with her, can't do it. They have to get married, and then that's apparently okay. But, you know, he can't spend the night if the kids are there. He can't be there past a certain time if the kids are there. And she's like, well, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't just bring a random guy to the house and, you know, bang him while the kids are there anyways. But you know, the fact that that's written in the divorce decree <coughs> is, you know, pretty horrific. Of course, there's no comparable thing in her ex-husband's side of the divorce decree. <laughs> 
that's you know haven't Bridget haven't we talked about this kind of thing where where how how absolutely despicable it is that women over time have been uh property and very little else and it seems like we're moving in that direction again when we had made some progress you know in the 70s and 80s and then we're going backwards so yeah i mean the uh Steffi's uh, Steffi's made an interesting point, um, and I, I, I'm going to kind of use a piece of this, believe it or not, uh, saying uh, that is an insane math textbook. Assuming it's a textbook, as opposed to you know just running off dittos for anybody. Those of you that remember dittos, congratulations, you're as old as dirt too. Congratulations. <laughs> um, she, she continued. I would suggest getting a proper European one for the kid, but we deal in metric, not imperial. Let me hit that a second. How many countries still use imperial uh, imperial measurement system exclusively? Three. And we're the biggest one. Yep. I believe the other one is, one of the other two is Libya. And I can't tell you what the third one is. I think it's like, it's, I, I think it's like a Southeast Asian country. I'm not sure. Um, or, or you know, some weird, you know, it's it's some spit in the water country. It's that you don't normally hear about. Even if we bomb them, you don't hear about it. <laughs> For all I know, it could be Latveria. That's that's who who the hell cares? Some people actually know where Latveria is, and you people, congratulations, you need to get out more or laid or something. I don't know. The fact that I know what it is says that I. Pre- Never mind. We're not going to. We're not talking about me. the The point of it is. We here in the United States were going to make the shift. Were pre nineteen eighty. We nineteen. Good. Um, if Thomas Jefferson hadn't run into financial difficulties, <laughs> he would have developed something like the metric system before the French did. But he ran into financial difficulties and had to abandon the project, and. We even when the French came up with the metric system, we were our government attempted to embrace it, but it was put down for whatever reason. And we've had numerous attempts over the years to embrace it. And they've all been fought against for absurd reasons. Yep. Uh, The first one that I can remember uh, when I was a kid. In 76, 77, I had a good old-fashioned Aladdin metal lunchbox. You could kill somebody with one of these things. Yeah. But um, it was all about metrics, metric measurements of, like, everything. It wasn't conversions. It was actual metric, metric, the whole way through, uh, a whole way around. Uh, I've seen them. They still exist uh, in collections. But the reason why it was stopped was because... Congress, who controls the money in the federal government, said, yeah, Mr. Peanut Farmer, yeah, we're not going to go ahead and support your transition from the the imperial system that we use to the foreign, weird, wackadoo metric counting to 10. That's just stupid. Why would anybody want to do that? Which, by the way, um, Stephanie has also said, 
and your imperial is not the same as English imperial, just to the add to the confusion, which is true. But then again, you sons of lots had to go dealing with decimalizing your money in the <laughs> early 80s. No, no, mid 70s, late 70s. Shit, when the hell was it? Oh, whatever, it doesn't matter. But when it was uh, seven shillings to a crown and four crowns to a kroner and four kroners to a frog's leg, I don't even know what in the hell it was that you guys were using, but the, everybody was yelling and screaming, why change it out when it's six? Six pence to a crown and four crowns to a shilling or whatever the hell it was. I know I've got it all screwed up. Doesn't matter. But then decimalized. And it worked. Granted, now they've got to use, well, they they were using the, the euro, but you know, it's not like anybody uses that anymore. <laughs> Fucking Brexit. Anyway, but we, for whatever reason, at the federal level said, we don't need to change for anybody because why should we? We're America. Um, and well, let me just say, my last job, uh, I worked for a medical supply company, and we exported a lot of stuff to various parts of the world. And all our measurements were, of course, imperial, and everybody else wants metric. So it, it would be designed in metric, and then they would do the conversion to imperial, and it made it really hard to figure out what the hell size the thir- thing was supposed to be because when you convert, you know, so many millimeters to inches, you get some odd rounding at the end a lot of times. And I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at this shit, and I'm like, I know this was done in metric, that's why it's got these. Uh, why can't we just switch everything over to metric? I, it, it just drove me batty. Yeah. And Bridget, it, the medical is scientific. Don't you guys typically end up trying to figure out how many uh, uh, how many micrograms per kilogram for trying to figure out who gets how much medicine? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, uh, injections. So many cc's of this. A whole, you know, uh, um I, I know that they talk about like leaders of that, this or that. Um, <laughs> so it's there. Um, the only um, serious objection I've heard to using part of the metric system, not the whole thing, um, came from, um, oh, what's his name? Stephen, um, who does uh, the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. Novella. Yes, because he's an he's an actual doctor. He says that the Celsius or centigrade scale doesn't have fine enough um, spacing, you know, degrees compared to Fahrenheit. He says so you can have so somebody's temperature will look on on Celsius will look okay, but on Fahrenheit you realize no, it's elevated, and we've got to deal with this issue. So that's the only you know rational objection I've heard to. Metric. One, one piece in particular. Right, right. It's not the it's not the whole thing. I mean, you know, I know people say, well, kilometers are shorter than miles, so you'd have to put up more markers. That's not really a huge deal. No. No, and, and truth be told, uh if you're if you're trying to measure speed, 
you know, measuring shorter amounts of speed, uh, shorter amounts of distances per time gives them a much more accurate reading anyway. And truth be told, if if somebody says, you know, your next turn is, uh, you know, a kilometer away, you can kind of see where that is. It's far enough away that, you know, it, it's out there. But, you know, I, I've gotten used to my my GPS. I've got it on metric. If it says that my next thing is coming up in uh, 800 meters, you know, okay. I, I know it's it's that guy over there in the distance. That's one that I'm going to be hitting. Yeah. Easy enough. And Joe, uh, you... You guys, when you're in the military, you typically deal in kilometers. No, you you can you can you can you can say yes. Yeah, we do. Um, I mean, we're an international effort, so we have to be able to uh, use the same units as you know our allies. it's think of it like NATO. Um, we all use roughly the same cartridges for our weapons, even though the weapons might be different. Uh, example, AR-15 or M-16 and the uh, FAMAS or the L-86 series produced by Britain. They all use the same magazines. They all use the same cartridges, but they're completely different rifles. Yeah, and and uh, backing up one other thing, uh, Bridget, uh, only because I, I wanted to I wanted to get this one in particular in nurses. When uh, the example I was using was trying to remember how to uh, how to figure out how many micrograms per kilogram for particular uh, drugs for people. Because this this is something I remember having heard when when Fuji was going through for you know. Uh, for for cancer and 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 what stuff had to go into her that is something that when you're in the professional field as a a healthcare worker like that you just know how that stuff works because you use it so often right uh yeah and uh, i mean it's <laughs> everything everything is is done in metrics um you know as far as like medicines um scientific research that's just the standard that we all use and it's pretty easy. And, yeah. And I'll, I'll point out a, a problem, a very expensive problem, which was caused by the fact that we we use Imperial, the Mars polar lander, because they forgot that one set was using metric and the other set was using Imperial. So the retros didn't fire at the proper time and the whole, and the, thing just augured into the ground and all that was lost it made a great impression on nasa's collective consciousness ain't that the truth this is what happens now why did i want to go down this particular uh this particular rabbit hole to show that you know education matters you can you the world has settled on a standard that works and as as uh, Stephanie had also said, you know, as far as to the the using Celsius scale for temperature, uh, your doctor friend can't use decimals. Yeah, I, that's pretty much the same thing that I was thinking. I mean, we have sensitive enough equipment. Uh, I mean, even even in my cabinet, you know, I I've got uh, I've got a, a a kid's thermometer that is digital that can measure out to a tenth of a degree Fahrenheit. 
the idea that you can't have one that could measure to the hundredth of a degree centigrade. Yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. That's, 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 that's crap. That's, that's absolutely crap. It's relatively easy to do at this point. I, I can't believe otherwise. But the education part is uh, is the problem that particular groups, a small group by comparison, like my country, hi everybody, will suddenly say we know better for for our group than all the rest of you who have been just perfectly fine for the last almost two hundred years with that 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 meter thing. We we don't believe in that that frou frou stuff over there and kill 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 what no. But we'll, we're gonna, we're going to measure kilotons of uh, TNT but it's because base ten. I mean that's so simple. But then again, you know, like I was saying before, British money was based on sixes and twelves and fours. Uh, I th- I think there were were there were twos and threes for a couple of things but it, it's is what they got what they got used to uh, the frantics had done a comedy skit where they were trying to use the uh, the arabic number system why would anybody want to use that base 10 thing if you wanted to say 34 why didn't you just say xxxiiiii it's so easy what's wrong with you um the i, I know i i v i know no, 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 no. Uh, uh, zero was not introduced into Europe until like the Renaissance and people were reluctant to use it. And the only reason they started using it was because it made double entry bookkeeping easier. So see, technology doesn't just get pushed ahead by porn. It gets pushed ahead by bookkeepers. Yay. <laughs> That's just weird right there. Yeah. Um, that was, uh, if you remember the old TV series Connections by James Burke, I recently rewatched it, and um, that was one of the things that he pointed out was that, uh, you know, <laughs> Asia, the you know, lots of places in the world had a zero, but it took the Europeans a while to adopt it because it just seemed weird. They didn't like the idea of nothing because they thought there always had to be something because if there was nothing, then that meant there was no God. Jeez. <laughs> so, yeah. So the, the, the point of this whole bunny hole is that, you know, education will change what the nuns, how, how many nuns there are, because as, as we've, pointed out before atheism or at the very least claiming no affiliation which is not the same thing please remember it's not the same thing um that uh, atheism is a result of additional insight and investigation Atheism does not cause more insight. More insight causes atheism. Meaning, the more educated, the more that you investigate, the more that you are encouraged to investigate, the more you realize all that stuff is just hooey because, well... Shit doesn't it, add up. Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably the nicest way of putting it. 
So, uh, like I was saying, you know, Betsy DeVos here in the U.S., uh, the current Secretary of Education, never spent a day in public school, never worked in a public school capacity. Uh, kids never went to public school, has no concept of how public school works because never dealt with them before, and has been pushing for much more uh, – Let's let's sanitize this just a little bit much more inclusiveness in a theocratic form of, of what I, I can't sanitize this bullshit. It's, it's just crap the whole way do. She is so, she is so, uh, she's so Christian. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I could almost say that her, her skin was whiter than her teeth. All right. For, shout out to the Mormons out there. You guys. Yeah. <laughs> screw you guys too. But I mean, trying to get kids to go to, uh, Christian schools, and uh, Joe, you you went you went to Catholic school uh, at one point. You you were saying, I mean, education wise, generally speaking, overall wasn't bad for Catholic school, if I remember correctly. I don't know whether you'd want me to comment on that, considering uh, by the time. You know, I got out of that situation. I was held back several grades because apparently I didn't receive the best possible education at uh, that particular establishment. Okay, let me work. Let me let me work this a different way. Uh, were you held back because you were banging the nuns? <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, good. Then that's perfectly fine. Then you can go ahead and you can answer this perfectly. Generally speaking. Catholic Catholic schools for for their core education are supposedly okay. Well, I suppose I can't speak from experience, mind you. I okay. Mean, yeah, I attended one, but remember, I was very young, and um, there were other things going on in my life at the time. Yeah, well, yeah, there is that. Yes. And uh, truth be told, uh, let's let's be perfectly frank here. You have more experience with Catholic schools than I think the rest of us do, because I went through public school the whole time. Uh, I think the rest of you guys... Uh, yeah. Bridget, Bridget I, don't, I don't even remember. What, what kind of uh, education did you have as, as a kid? Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, I went to a Church of Christ school um, from school until I graduated, so um, it was subpar. Yeah, I attend. I attended Catholic school until grade three, at which point, um, many court dates and many uh, hop skips and jumps over state lines later. Uh, I was finally enrolled in public education, and they went ahead and put me back in grade three because there was some stuff missing from my previous education. And after a few years, I was fast-tracked and skipped two years forward. <laughs> there you go. And uh, yeah, by the way, for, the, for those of you that think that I actually didn't uh, didn't remember about Bridget's education... Oh, please. Come on. Give me a little bit more credit than that. So at the end, it all kind of balanced out as far as 
Okay. And, and Tucker, you, you went through uh, public education also then same as me. Yeah. 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 From kindergarten through well college and, and trade school. Um, I, it was all public. Um, and in fact, my, I lived in a town of 5,000 people. So from kindergarten to my senior year, I, you know, went through with the same, you know, same people, you know, my, all the, t- many of the teachers, if the teachers had been there a little while, they knew my older brothers. Um, <clears throat> and it was a fairly poor school district. So, we, you know, like my eighth grade history textbook was out of date when my brothers had it. It had a Pope. It, it talked about the the Pope who was then, you know, at the time the book was written, he died before I was born. To give you an idea of how old that textbook was. I was born in 68 and this you know, and the Pope died in like 67 or 66. I don't remember. Or, you know, somewhere around the time. It, because he was not the Pope, you know, when I was growing up. Not that I paid any attention of it to it. So John Paul the first became Pope. And then, you know, a month later, he cacked it. They got JP too. But um, no, that, I mean, that's that's the, the, the kind of education I've got. I, I got, and that was in a small town in the middle of Ohio, I moved to Tennessee when I graduated high school to go to college here, and I quickly discovered that, holy shit, did I get a good education compared to what they have down here. It just it astounds me, the things that, you know, you would think people would know, like, what country Hitler was in when he was... <laughs> it you know it, it, just just all kinds of stuff and you have conversations with people who are intelligent and you know you hit something and you realize they never you never got this education you did this it was never explained to you and they're like no it's <laughs> what was that bridge who's hitler yeah well it wasn't that bad but they like uh they, they thought hitler was uh it, from spain Oh, uh, no. Hitler was not from Spain. Mussolini was from Spain. <laughs> but it was, I, I mean, it was just crazy. And I, I there were courses in, in college where it was like, I, I'd hear the professor talking and I, you know, I, I understood everything. And I would stop answering because I was the only one responding because nobody knew anything. And I just... It's like I can't be the only one who knows this shit, and it it was, and I, you know, and I like dropped the class because I just felt so bad, you know. It's like I'm I'm ahead of these people, and the professor is practically tearing his hair out because it's basic, simple stuff, and the people don't know it. And Bridget, as far as to uh, the growing up, like you said, you you grew up with a heavily Christian influenced. I, I dare I even say it curriculum. Uh, yeah. And it was young earth creationism. And we were taught that we could determine the age of the earth by counting all the begats in the Bible and all that. 
And so when I went to nursing school later on, I was in for a rude awakening because I had never heard of, um, you know, evolutional theory or survival of the fittest or any of that stuff. Which is kind of important when you're dealing with things like drug-resistant bacteria. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but I had (laughs) never been exposed to any of that before, so it it was really shocking. Yeah, now the reason I wanted to make sure that we had this piece to also is that, well, I got what I think was a pretty good education overall. I intentionally went uh, very music heavy my last two years because that that's that's where my drive was at. I was intending to go on to become uh, either a music performer or a music educator. Unfortunately, I was not cut out for college. I simply did not. I, I didn't have it to me such as life. But um, there are a number of things that I wish that I had been lucky enough to have learned. I learned all my basic stuff. I, at least what I would think was basic stuff. Uh, I unfortunately was taught a lot by rote for history, where I really truly believe that if people learned history as the story of humanity, it would take so much better as opposed to, all right, what year did this happen? Who was involved? Where were they? You can put that back down on paper. Good. Next topic. That's, that's one of those things. When I learned for myself, a lot of the pieces about uh, history for uh, a show I was producing a number of years ago, you know, I learned so much more. And if anybody wants to find out just how much I learned that I never knew, go look up the USS Kirk. There is a story about the USS Kirk at the end of the Vietnam War. And that is how I learned when South Vietnam, the Republic of South Vietnam, actually fell. I've talked about it before. We'll leave it for another time. And and we'll come back to that later. Um, If I may do a slight hijack. I have an excellent history podcast I'd like to recommend. It's called My History Can Beat Up Your Politics. Uh, the, the host is Bruce Carlson, and what he does is he take, he go it just covers American history, uh, but he takes an event from uh, you know the past that greatly resembles something that's happened happening now and goes over it in detail. And it is surprising what he can pull out that you're like, wait, you know, a lot of the shit that we, we we're dealing with Trump that, you know, everybody's like, Oh, nothing like this has ever happened before. He's managed to find incidents in American history where something similar to this has happened. And he, he goes over it in detail. He's very unbiased. So he doesn't, you know, wait it one way or the other. Uh, and it, 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 it mind-blowing the stuff that he finds and it's just incredibly fascinating now um like i was saying part of this is also because um i grew up with uh, with what i thought was a pretty okay education could have gotten could have gotten more could have gotten better okay joe got the, joe's early education failed him and then caught up good Tucker ended up doing really well 
And the standout is Bridget. Because even though Bridget was brought up with uh, mythology uh, as as truth, and you you believed it full 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 on, if I remember right, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it was it was full on truth for her. She's now on with us as a full on. well, no, wait, wait, don't, don't tell me, don't tell me. It's, 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 it's not none. Uh, atheist. That's what I'm looking for. I, I, I'm not, I'm not mischaracterizing you at this point, right? No. I know I'm a, I'm a dick tonight. What can I tell you? <laughs> but, uh, but the point of it is even people who have gotten bad education can still come out. And those are the people that I think are probably the ones that we need to try to assist the most because they're the ones who, and this is going to sound underhanded, but let me, let let me put it for instance, you way, uh, Bridget, you believed lock stock in what you had been taught in this. And I'm assuming of course, that you, you were with a a bunch of other people who likewise believed all the stuff and, and bought into it. And it, it, it was what it was. Okay. Now let me, let me, let me run, uh, let me run a, for instance, past you. If you were friends with someone as a youngster and they started to kind of made mention about, hey, you know, this 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 piece that that's being talked about. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I found something that doesn't doesn't quite add up with that. And and you, you, there's there's another piece that kind of doesn't add up with that either. And I, I don't know. I maybe we should look into that. Wouldn't those little bits of curiosity start to take in because it's somebody that you knew somebody that you trusted that maybe curiosity would make you go no that can't be right can it i mean the the curiosity factor would be just too too high to completely pass up no well it's kind of hard to say uh because Part of the way that the indoctrination works is they teach you not to question it because just even thinking about questioning it would get you sent to hell. So it was like an automatic reaction to just run away and back away from any of that. And it's insidious that way. You know, that's a good word for it. Damn. I really hadn't thought of it in that uh, in that particular term, and that's a that's a term that's got a lot of baggage to it. And I can well imagine you you don't use that term lightly in this particular case. No, I, I rarely use that word to refer to anything at all, but uh, it fits. So we know for well that bad education can be corrected for that the the outside world outside that bubble i guess is probably the best way of putting it um 
will not allow for long that insulation to last in in the in in the greater world i mean hell we we can joke all we want about the amish being you know so incredibly backwards and uh keeping all their technology from the early 1800s i think it is uh, i've forgotten exactly what year the the technological cutoff is depending as to which version of of orthodoxy they follow but they know about the outside world. They know that there is stuff out there, but they choose to simply not use it, even though they're aware of it. They're not completely ignorant. Actually, they don't completely cut themselves off. Most of your Amish have cell smartphones now. Um, they, they they all have little birdhouse-looking things with solar panels on them, and they plug those them their their smartphones into that they're allowed to use the stuff but they can't bring it into the house um there's a great documentary called the devil's playground which is about the um years uh between when an amish person is like 16 i think it is and 21 where they're allowed to go it's kind or something i forget the, the the german name that they use um uh, Rumspringer, I believe, is Rumspringer. That's it. That's what it is. Where they're allowed to, to, you know, interact with society and um, as ordinary people, and they show like one of the guys that they follow, his father or uncle, one of his male relatives at any rate, has a woodworking shop, and they show the place, and you know he's got diesel generators powering everything. Because for some reason they're prohibited from getting the stuff from you know the electricity from the grid, but they got electric lights, they've got electric tools, it's all modern equipment, but it all has to be powered by the generator. Um, and there's it, it it's just you know it's it's one of those you know loopholes that they they go to be able to do whatever they it is they want, uh, you know. Yeah, I know that we've uh, we've also talked on uh, various occasions about um, various uh, loosening and tightening of rules for the Amish, uh, where some groups completely issue, but they will have a communal telephone for emergencies, for instance. Right. Um, and for the for the most part, um, you know, up, up this way, I have seen the uh, I've seen the Amish who are up at uh, Niagara Falls and they're, they're not taking, they're not taking buggies up there. They, they're taking buses. They're not using it themselves. meaning they're not operating it, but they'll take advantage of it. And you know, especially for a safety thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally on board on that. No, I, I got no problem. You guys want to keep doing your thing. You're not hurting nobody. Fine. Cool. All right. You know, whatever. But um, but I think one of the biggest pieces is still um, education, learning. Uh, yeah, I, I forgot I forgot what the quote was, but there's something uh, something along the lines of uh, the more people travel, the fewer uh, the f- uh, the f- the fewer strangers they have 
in their lives. I, I'm, I know I'm, com I, I'm completely way off base on this one, but I, I, the, the, the idea I'm pretty sure is, is pretty sound. The more you get out, the more you travel, especially away from where you were born or especially outside of your own country, the fewer people that you tend to isolate in your own head. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, I have a friend who lives in Sweden and, you know, he talks about, you know, going to all these countries in Europe. And he says, that's one thing he really likes about being in Europe is the fact that he can, you know, he, he can experience so many different cultures fairly easily. Whereas in the U S I mean, we're a large country. So, you know, and if you want to go somewhere, it's, unless you're like you in New York or, you know, on the Northern side or the Southern side, it's a, it's a long journey. To, to, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, I do need to. I need to. I do need to point one out at uh, Stephanie. Said, Amish take their kids out of school at fourteen. That leaves their kids unable to function in the rest of society. I think that's harmful. Y yes, I I can agree with that. However, there is there there are mitigating pieces to that. Uh, for instance. The Amish tend to be, and and I, I'm I'm overgeneralizing, and I know it. I'm sorry, but the the Amish, to to what I can remember, tend to be, I guess the the nicest way of putting it is, they are a. I don't want to say civilization of, they are a they are a culture of. Tradespeople. I mean, the, the, I, I can't think of any, any better way of putting it. Maybe not necessarily the most modern of, of stuff that they would utilize, but they, they do tend to be tradespeople in some form or other. You kind of have to when you've got almost all of your stuff is, well, you make all of your own stuff for the most part. Yeah, yeah. And, now, and yeah. They, 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 they do have a very um, strong... It's not not work ethic, but they, you know, they. Uh, my brother, he worked. One of his jobs, he 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 was installing stuff in places, fast food joints that were being built, and he always noticed when he worked in a place that the uh, Amish had supplied stuff because the Amish supplied stuff was generally better made in the sense that it adhered to the uh, specifications than other places. And he, he, he recounted one time they um, were setting up, he was installing uh, uh, the drive-through window at a Wendy's. And this was back when they had the food bars and it was an Amish company that had built the food bar and an Amish company that was installing the food bar and the um, some part of the, the food bar was a 32nd of an inch off. 
You're nobody is going to notice that. Uh, but the foreman on the Amish crew called the factory and chewed them out. Didn't use any profanity, but he chewed them out because they had gotten that spec wrong. Which that you know that's a commendable thing. That's that's like the the Japanese. I I worked for a company that supplied parts to Honda, and they tried to pull a fast one on Honda. And we're stunned that Honda spent five hours on the phone lecturing them that, no, you have to meet the specs. You can't screw around with this stuff. That's, um, that's, that's impressive. As, as somebody who has, uh, who has done leather work, uh, granted, it's not been in a long time, but I can still remember when I was doing it, I could tell the difference between two different grades uh, thicknesses of leather by looking at them and they could have been off by like one measurement between each other. And I could, I could feel it. I could touch it. I could look at it and tell the difference between six ounce veg tan leather and seven ounce veg tan leather. Now, is there a real noticeable difference? You put them next to each other. You can kind of see it, but just on its own, Oh yeah, that's six. No, that's seven. No, that's six. Oh yeah, you're right. That's six. All right. It it, it you people who've never dealt with this before, it doesn't mean anything to you. But trust me, you if there is something that you have ever worked on a lot, and you can just know it on site, you 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 would just know it. it it's it's the same kind of thing. But uh, yeah, that's when you know your shit, you know your shit. Yeah. So I, 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 you know, I will commend the Amish for that. Um, you know, or at least some of them. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're like every group that there's somebody who will be more than happy to screw you over if they can. As William Spurrows said, when you're doing business with a religious son of a bitch, make sure you get it in writing. His word doesn't mean shit. Not with the good Lord telling him how to fuck you on the deal. Uh, it's four bombs tonight. All right, that's good. That's fine. Whatever. Anyway, so, um, but the point of it is that, you know, education, learning about as much as possible is probably one of the biggest contributing factors to the number of the religious dropping. I mean, we currently live in the information age. You cannot get away from that, no matter what's been going on in the in the public, in in the in the law rooms. And before anybody goes ahead and starts talking about it, I know, I know. Believe me, I watch, I hear, I know. I d- I just didn't want to be dealing with that right now. But and, and yep, I I just. According to people who know Mormon missionaries, when they're sent out on their mission trips, they're prohibited from using the Internet. Because, you know, they don't want them digging around and poking up. Oh, wait. (laughs) So Joseph Smith was arrested for fraud because he was claiming to find sacred artifacts and admitted in court that no he made it all up <clears throat> yeah but we've still got uh, we've still got that small problem then don't we 
the people who keep that bubble in place yeah, at and, all costs. And, and we have systems designed to feed that bubble because, you know, uh, Google says, oh, I'm going to tailor my search results to your interests. So if you're not, you know, if you're a Fox viewer, we're going to tailor things that Fox viewers tend to like. We're not going to, oh, well, no, this is absolute bullshit. I mean, there's all, at one point in time, I don't know if it's still true or not, but like the top search result for, you know, if you were looking up things on the Holocaust, the top site was a Holocaust denier. And it's like, you know, guys, uh, I don't care what your, you know, you know, what your algorithm thinks. That's something that should never be at the top. Unless, unless you're, you're asking, Yeah, unless you're specifically <laughs> looking for a, a Holocaust What's denial. The, yeah, right, right. No, I right. Me and you, man, sabbatical on that one, com- completely and utterly. And uh, I, I'm sorry, considering that I was at a uh, uh, my uh, my trip up to Toronto was for uh, Fernal Equinox, which was the uh, the ho- holiday party for a uh, uh, a, a furcon. The, when you started to say uh, a, a fox watcher, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> not the same thing that was coming through my head, and, and it's. Joe is just looking at me just that okay yeah fine it's, it was funny to me leave me alone I, I, hey man i knew about furries in the late 80s so uh, <laughs> i know exactly where yeah. you're coming from yep fair enough uh, by the way joe um yeah i don't know how you guys drink this stuff this is this is, this is that, that, what is it johnny walker I don't drink Black Label. Johnny Walker, it's shit, in my opinion. I, <laughs> I drink Jameson. I drink Guinness. I drink Maker's Mark. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't think I've ever had Johnny Walker. Uh, Johnny Walker is crap. It all, I mean, at least the stuff that I've I had, can afford to buy. I've had, yeah, I've had Beef Eater. Had quite a few different uh, sorts of alcohol in different combinations, which is why I will never touch a mixed drink again because that was one year in Korea that I really, really don't remember. Regret. <laughs> no, I remember plenty of it. <laughs> That's, That's the problem. <laughs> well, um, it, it, if you, I, I, to give a, uh, a whiskey recommendation, um, Bushmills, uh, as he said, Jameson, or uh, Maker's Mark. That's a that's a good one. At Buffalo <laughs> Trace is personally my favorite. It's a bourbon, which is actually the same thing as a whiskey, save for a few minor details. Um, all excellent. All go down very smooth, and uh, actually, actually have a. A good taste to them. Okay, so uh, I don't drink it for the taste. But I don't like kids these days with their fucking peppermint schnapps and all their shit. 
<laughs> you know me, my big Look, thing is just wine. the whole point. The whole point of alcohol was that you were willing to go through the burn and the ache and the terrible taste, so that you could forget whatever the hell it was that you were drinking about in the first place. Yeah, that was the trade-off. That was the trade-off. Well, I, I'll be honest. If they made whiskey with no alcohol in it, I would I drink, drink it. it. Because I love the taste. I wouldn't. No, that's that's fine. Uh, the reason why I was drinking it is because uh, Friday was uh, the anniversary of uh, uh, the day that we lost Hitch. Which is the only reason I ever, I ever buy these vile vials. Yep, Jameson and Tula, Jameson and Tulamore, two fine ways to enjoy your potatoes. <laughs> I'll just I'll just stick with five guys. Thank you very much. And uh, I, I just want to point out, you know, uh, in th- three days we're coming up on the anniversary of Sagan's death. Yeah, there's another one. Mm. Anyway. So um I think we've I think we pretty well beat the dead horse as far as to uh you know, how that we cannot we cannot uh under we cannot overstate the importance of education. We we simply cannot. Yeah. Um but with uh with the half an hour or so that we've still got left, uh I think one of the things that we should uh try to understand what can we expect to see going forward? Because if the trending lines right now are that the nuns are almost on par with Catholics, which, you know what? Hey, Catholics, the fact that there are any of you left at this point is abomination to society. Oh, God. Yeah. With, um, what it's was coming it? from someone who was Roman Catholic. Thank you very much. What was it? Uh, um Tom Petty said, you know, if your club supports child molesters, I wouldn't be giving any money to your club. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's right on the money, so to speak. But um, if if education is the, uh, is the linchpin to bringing down so many of these, uh, so many of these uh, religious groups as a whole, what are we going to see? for education going forward. Um, well, we, we know full well that it has to, it has to stay at a, a high level. Otherwise, I mean, we, we just end up turning this country into a third world graveyard, but what will we end up seeing as the nuns become a larger and larger majority of the populace and what kind of backlash do you think that we're going to end up having to try to stave that off? Uh, Joe, I, I think that um, some of the things that you've talked about in the past uh, might be kind of interesting on this one. Uh, you said that when when you went into uh, when you went into basic training with the army, you dealt with a lot of people from a lot of different areas, a, a lot of which were uh, guys who were educated in the South, especially. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of wondering, um, there had to have been a lot of them that were, that ended up in the Dust Bowl along with you after, after basic and everything. And, um, okay. 
you, you got to remember we have we have uh, I think five posts that do basic training, and from there you get split up based on your AIT. I'm sorry, AIT. Advanced Individual Training. It's your MOS training. You go to basic, you learn to be a soldier. You're a soldier first no matter what. Then you go to, well, if you're infantry, you stay with your basic unit, and you go through infantry training, which is you know, pretty much more the same. Um, you also go through map reading and stuff like that. But uh, say you're a, a signalier. You, in, you would go to basic training, and then you would go to Fort Gordon, Georgia, to the signal school. And you would go through AIT at the signal school. And you would learn all the ins and outs of your particular field for... Uh, I'm trying to remember what the designation for... Well, you know, cable guys. Their whole job is running cable, knowing different types of cable, splicing cable, cable. Um, there's different AITs for, you know, uh, mechanics, infantry, armor. Uh, so you might not necessarily see the people that you went to basic with because after you're done, it depends on what your job's going to be after basic. Okay. So, um, no, after basic training, I never saw any of the uh, of my platoon mates or my company mates again. Because okay. I went to an entirely different AIT than them. Okay. Um, let, all right. That being the case, and let me let me let me run this differently. Then the the guys that you ended up with. And and I keep referring to it as the Dust Bowl, and and to be clear, I'm no. talking about roughly, roughly the Middle East, and I say roughly because I don't really know, need to go into any particulars. Now, some it, of the guys, some of the guys that I went to AIT with, yeah, they got they went to the same unit that I did, and you know, for the most part, when we our our first duty station was uh, over in Korea during the little missile issue and uh then you know a, as our time ran ran up in korea you know we started going one by one and we uh were transferred to new units and of course most because the unit that we were going to uh was getting ready to deploy a lot of us went to that particular unit so those guys yeah i stuck together with then uh, I guess the, the what I was really looking to get into was um, the guys that you were with in these other countries, in these in these vastly different areas with different cultures, different languages, different um, different behaviors, different mores, different food. Um, I'm kind of wondering. That's not something that is exactly a, a, a taught thing. Although you can you can be taught certain aspects of it, you're you're never going to learn all of the pieces. Um, 
is there anything that you kind of remember as to how these guys uh, thought about or what they said, or if there's something along the lines of, you know, I always thought, but I never expected. I mean, there were, there were moments of that, but we, uh, in my particular unit, we had a guy from Brooklyn. Um, We had a guy from Arkansas, had a guy from Nigeria. And, uh, I mean, we didn't we didn't get too much to talking about, you know, what's going on with the uh, with the uh, locals, but um, for the most part, we were all pretty open minded. Um. You know, it, you know. Funny enough, uh, I. It I'm did. Kind of... I I do remember one case where, uh, you know, it did surprise one of my guys uh, to find uh, how well how bad off it was over there. Uh, you know, you'd think a. Uh, capital of a country would of any country that has oil would be pretty you know spruce and clean and tidy and uh well the tigris river was anything but um i knew a guy who was in the first gulf war and he talked about being in saudi arabia and he said one of the things is that you know if their car broke down for a minor reason, they ju- the Saudis, not the military guys, but the, if the, their car broke down for, you know, a minor reason, they just abandoned it there and go buy a new one. And the poorer people would come along and strip the thing for parts. Yeah. Um, you know, that. I, the only foreign country I've been to is Canada, and so I really can't come in on the rest of the world from firsthand experience. I don't know, and and I would not go to, you know, the Middle East or a whole host of countries just because of how they treat, the you know people. And, and another thing is, to be fair, I'm not the best person to ask on that particular regard because you know. The, the the folks that were local to the areas I was in were generally running for their lives because, you know, constantly exploding world around them. So yeah. th- to say that, you know, it's not the best lens to observe other cultures under would be a gross understatement. Yeah. Uh, I knew a guy who he's, he wasn't, it's not psyops, but he was um, he his job in Afghanistan as part in the army was, you know, dealing with the locals and 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 interacting with them and trying to get them to cooperate with the U.S. military as well as trying to help just them have a better life. Intelligence, uh, yeah, somewhere around there. And he he said that, uh, uh, you know the thing that he ran into and he had a hard time 
coming up with good answer for it was the the locals would tell him, look, you guys are going to leave at some point. The Taliban are always going to be here. And he, he's like, how, you know, how can you get at, you know, something, you know, an, an interaction going with these people when they're, they're right? Whatever we do while we're here has the potential of being erased as soon as we're gone. And, and I pointed him to some things that I thought might help. Um, there's a guy by the name of Edward Dibono who, you know, tries to do, he's got a number of books where he's trying, you know, he tries to get people to, to be able to think differently, not change anybody's mind, but just get them to have a broader perspective on things. Um, and, you know, I don't know if that helped or not. And the guy's back in the state. So I'm sure he doesn't have any idea of what happened after he left. But that that is a, that is a huge problem with a place like Afghanistan. And we don't want to stay there because, you know, for a variety of reasons. I mean, it's yes. it, it. What you're looking for, Shujin, are misconceptions, right? Um, to a degree, I think more along the lines of, uh, have guys having misconceptions and then learning yeah. accidentally. Well, shit, I, I, I didn't know. Well, what I do actually have a good example. Um, and now I'm remembering laughing my butt off because, uh, there was a comedian, uh, Gabriel Iglesias, who had made a comment, who had done a skit that was very similar to this, um, the whole, everybody thinks we're angry. We're they're always angry. We're not angry. It's hot. <laughs> you give me air conditioning, I am so happy. No, uh, really, um, one of the things that surprised me and you know all my guys was how hospitable at least if for Afghanistan, how hospitable the people were. I mean, here we are. We're, look, there's no two ways about it. We, we were invaders in their country. But they treated us with every bit of respect. You know, and, you know, you'd expect the, the, with every film and cartoon and parody of it, you know that the, they always depict uh, people of the Islamic faith, people of the Middle East. They always depict them as these stoic, very silent types who, you know, it, it, it's completely wrong. They have the same senses of humor, and you know, they laugh. They laugh, yeah. and uh, uh, that's probably one of the insane things that people can't even picture is somebody from the Middle East laughing. It, it, you know, every culture, when they go to war with another society, they seek to dehumanize their opponent because it makes it easier for you to kill because you're not thinking... Oh, this is somebody just like me. But, I, yeah, I, but something something I do want to point out is when, for example, when 9-11 happened, 
the collective feel from the majority of America was, well, the Middle East did it. And so everybody over there must be, you know, bad, bad folks. Everybody's a terrorist. No, not even fucking close. Right, right, right. The terrorist groups over there, you can equate them effectively to the Westboro Baptist Church here in America. Right. There's, they're a minority. Right, right. Um, it's, you know, the, the, the thing I like to point out is that, you know, you have, when, when, say, a suicide bomber kills somebody, it makes the news and everybody racks the deaths up to Islamic terrorism. But when you have somebody dying in America of, say, AIDS, nobody says, well, you know, the reason they died is because religious people blocked research into treating that person. Or, you know, you have all these kids that die because their parents would rather rely on prayer than actual medicine. That's, you know, those kids are just as dead by religion as if somebody, you know, a, a Muslim terrorist had blown them up. But it doesn't make the news. It isn't as spectacular because we've normalized Christianity and we think, oh, well, they're just whack job Christians. They're not like regular Christians. And I'm certain that most people who are Muslim think the same thing about the suicide bombers and various terrorists. They're not really Muslim. They're just whack job Muslims. The same as we feel about people who, you know, don't believe in medicine or blood transfusions or whatever because they're Christian. It's, it's a normalization thing. And I, I really don't think that until we've had a generation or two where the majority has is an atheist that will actually get a handle on how much damage religion has done to our society. You know, you, you, you hit on, you hit on a piece that, uh, I don't know if it's the booze talking because yes, I did. I did finish off that vial, that vile vial of stuff. Cause, cause, cause fucking you hitch. Thanks man. Fuck you too. <laughs> I'm not going to start smoking cigars though. That that's, that's my line. field. That's that you will sort of, but, um, this pipe tobacco. It fine. Um, Bridget, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna completely side rail this uh, this at, at this point because, um, like I said, it might be the booze talking, it might be the the sad in me talking, but he he mentioned something that um, I, I don't I don't think that we can get away from. Blood transfusions, completely a, a complete abomination to the faith for Jehovah's Witness. In most cases, uh, you can't even have your own blood kept. 
that, I mean, that includes any blood products at all. Which means uh, no, uh, no platelets, uh, no binding agents if you're bleeding out, no, uh, no infusion of, of uh, plasma. Which means what if? Which means you've got what left over to use, except for just you know, saline. Yeah, and if they ha if uh, trying to think how to put this, we did have a foster girl living with us a while back, whose mother was Jehovah's Witness. And she told me that when she was younger, she'd had to have heart surgery and that it didn't occur to her until she was about 16 years old that her mother would have been willing to let her die if she needed a transfusion because it wouldn't have been available to her. And that just horrified her. Let's hit another one. Mental health. Scientologists absolutely poo-poo the idea of mental health and helping people who have disorders of some kind or other. What, uh, what can happen to people who have severe mental disorders? Well, uh, shooting sprees in places like Las Vegas and Sandy Hook, to name but two. Well, they need medication, and that's denied to them. Um, you know, they've become a danger not only to themselves, but to others. Which means things like um, schizophrenia for instance, which is not typically what people think of as schizophrenia. Schizophrenia is, um, it, it, it is scary to people who don't understand it. And the vast majority of us don't. And, um, people who, uh, sorry, organizations who think that, uh, Nine-year-old children are witches because they, um, I don't know what, because they, they, they went through, con they have convulsions sometimes in, in some areas of, of, uh, of, uh, Africa and they're, they're ready to be put to death as witches at nine years old. Am I, I? I forget if I'm completely misremembering this or if I'm remembering it all too accurately now. Uh, I, I don't know for certain, but uh, given the way human beings tend to work when it comes to religion, <laughs> I'm gonna say you're probably right. Yeah, that has happened. Yeah. <laughs> And um, go on the opposite side. Uh, people who are in their upper upper golden and silver years who are been told, you know what? 
God, God is going to whisk that that broken hip away and look at you. You can walk now, can't you? That's wonderful. Go ahead and send me more money over here in this stadium so I can keep doing this. And what ends up happening to these people a couple of days afterwards? They end up back in the hospital because they think that they're good. And uh, a couple of days later, you know, that broken hip, all of a sudden, it's just, it's, it's just the same as it always was. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm thinking that this is the alcohol talking through me now because I'm trying to concentrate on a particular item and it's just ah, fits in the way. Yeah, lightweight. I lightweight. Well, like I said, I did not have uh, I did not have uh, quite uh, a lot to eat, and I I probably should have had something before I came on the air, but you know, <laughs> timing. That's all it was. Well, I've consumed probably a fifth of alcohol this evening, so, and I'm still coherent. Well, these guys will tell you I've 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 polished off a 750 mil bottle of wine in one sitting here with, with everybody. So, you know, I, I've, yeah. I've pulled my chair. Yeah, but the alcohol content of your average bottle of wine is probably 30%. I'm working on stuff that's <clears throat> a lot higher proof than that. Yes, but how much of it? A fifth. I mean, I, I, I know I've had uh, six glasses of rum and half a fifth of... Uh, Whiskeys. <laughs> so far this evening, I was at a Christmas party earlier, and that's where I had the rum. So, uh, <laughs> see, I see what your problem is. You're a quitter. That's what no. your problem is. <laughs> no, no, no. I do not quit drinking. I had a German roommate in college. I learned how to drink, my friend. <laughs> I can put this stuff away, and since I'm Irish, I don't get hangovers. <laughs> Joe, was it the Germans or the Australians that you had that one night with? Drinking. Drinking. Ah. <laughs> Buttons, you're a terrible cat. Was it the Aussies? Or it was both. Oh. Oh, there you go. Terrible cat. Get away. Get away. Anyway. Thank you. Um, you know what? I don't like to. I don't like to end on a downer. But um, Stephanie had uh, an item over here too. A suicidal seven-year-old autistic kid has been in a non-mental health ward because there is. She said there are, but there is nowhere near enough beds for kids with mental health. No, you, you you wrote it right. I'm sorry. There are nowhere near enough beds for kids with mental health. Um and that's 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 over there in uh, across the pond. In a place where you know one would think that things would be uh things would be a little bit better. One would think. Um we're getting close to uh, we're getting close to wrapping this up. Uh, I, I will I will drop my one uh, I'll drop my one piece and then let you guys uh, have your own uh, closing. 
we cannot have proper education when from on high people are told thou shalt not thou shalt not utter these terms like science based evidence based the hell is wrong with you you want a you want a collection of idiots fine you know but don't think that the rest of us are going to follow you because we know better than that you don't get to make yourself feel bigger and better and smarter because you, you tried to raise a bunch of idiots we're smart enough to not let you as far as i'm going to close with cuz i I don't want to start going on to a, a, a tirade, never mind a rant at this point. And believe me, I got more than enough to rant about with everything else that's been going on. Uh, Joe, uh, I don't know. Is there anything that you'd like to end up closing up with at this point? No. Um, I've said my pieces. Um, you're not the only one who's having trouble right now because... Well, I haven't drank anything other than a bit of soda. Um, I had a very busy day today, and I am exhausted. Yep. Fair enough. I can all too well understand that. Uh, Bridget, how about you? Anything that you wanted to close with? Well, the only thing that I would add is if the Internet had been around back when I was in high school and college, it probably would have made a huge difference. Uh, as far as where I am now and realizing I'd been lied to a lot sooner. Welcome to the age of the internet. <laughs> you know, I, I, I keep, I keep calling this the, the information age and it's been used many times over and man, ain't that the truth. And Tucker, I uh, I wanted to give you the opportunity as as the the, the savior guest, if you will, whatever, uh, however you'd like to end up closing us off at this point, man. Feel free. Um, I I want to recommend that everyone buy, beg, borrow, or steal one book. It is the True Believer by Eric Hoffer. I read it in high school. And then I reread it in October of this year. It is basically the blueprint for the Trump campaign. It describes how mass movements start, how they gain traction, and how you can fight against them. It, is, um, it was written in the 1950s. It is stunning. And how well it predicts things like what Trump has done. And it does offer some hope as to how we can combat them. Because we are in a very vulnerable place. Um, if we don't play things out just right, we will end up a theocracy. I know with the whole chart that you posted and everything it doesn't seem like that's possible trust me it is we and we we absolutely need 
that. And I'm not going to claim that, you know, Hoffer was absolutely right in everything he said, but it certainly offers us a blueprint to work from. And hopefully if more people read that book, we can go beyond the kind of um, petty shit that made Trump popular to some people. Because, you know, we have, you know, he appealed to, you know, white working class people because he said certain things, even though it should have been obvious he never would have done those things. It doesn't necessarily mean that certain ideas are bad. It just means that we have to be careful how they're executed uh, or, you know, that, you know, we have to be certain that we're, we're guided by reason, not emotion. And the true believer talks about the triggers for emotion, which we need to know about because, you know, it's hard to fight against emotion because so many people are driven by it. Even, you know, atheists who are, you know, we, we like to say we're more intelligent than the believers, but we're not necessarily so. And we need to be able to recognize when we're driven by emotion because we may not be right in our feelings. We, you know, um, I'm not, I am not, and certainly Hoffer wasn't trying to say that emotions are bad, but we need to recognize when our thought processes are being dominated by emotions and when they're being dominated by reason. And we need to realize that there are times when reason needs to rule rather than our emotions. And, and like I said, when I reread the book in October of last year, it just seemed to be a blueprint for Trump's campaign. And that's depressing because Hillary should have won. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Hillary, but she was by far more qualified to be president than Trump is. Fair enough. And for everybody to uh, know about it, yeah, there have been uh, there have been a couple of notes that I've been uh, kind of taking as we've been going along because I, I didn't trust myself to remember them all. So after the show is uh, is uh, finished uh, processing over at YouTube, I'll make sure that all the stuff is up there in the show notes for you guys to uh, check out at your discretion. So as always, everybody. Thank you very much for being with us tonight. Uh, we hope that you had yourself a good time and you found something worthwhile in all the stuff that we had to uh, talk about tonight. Uh, I'm going to start off, of course, by uh, thanking Tucker for basically saving my bacon uh, for joining. Because, uh, like I said, I, I started the show and it was just me and then Bridget showed up and Tucker is just like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll ride in on the, on the white horse and save you because I, I, I actually begged for, for help and and thank you so much for that uh tucker i mean uh, give everybody all, all your all your information and, and if there's some way that you'd like people to be in touch with you um well you know my podcast the atheist in the trailer park is available 
on iTunes and other fine podcatchers. Uh, and if you uh, go to tparkatheist.blogspot.com, you can find the show notes as well as links to the episodes. Um, and there's also a Facebook page. So if you type in The Atheist in the Trailer Park on Facebook, you'll find the Facebook page. Uh, give the show a listen. I won't promise it's any good, but uh, you will, in every episode, get to hear from my cats. And God knows we all love cats on the Internet. So, <laughs> Yes, we're especially fond of heretic woman's pussies. We'll talk about that a little <laughs> bit later. Don't leave, of course, because i got to make sure that I get uh, all, your, uh, all your link information before you go. Joey, uh, you take good care of yourself, man. Uh, go back to sleep. Because something tells me you could probably use it right about now. You need it so much you've forgotten about that mute button again. <laughs> I haven't had the chance to sleep yet, so... Oh, all the more reason. Yeah. We had, we had to go for pictures with Santa Claus today. I miss the days when I was young enough that sleep didn't matter to me. Val, <laughs> I will kill you if you don't let me sleep when I want to. <laughs> Compare, comparing the photo this year with the one from last year. Last year, he's sitting there holding the puppy. And the puppy's just like, <sighs> this year, she sat down next to him after... Much, much, much coaxing. And I swear they must have timed that camera perfectly because, you know, they, they pick the best picture out of the whole lot. And several of the ones between when we finally got her to sit down and when she was done were very much akin to... For those of you listening to the show, you're just going to have to fast you, forward. You already point. know what an angry dog looks like, especially one that's eyeing somebody out of the cor- out the corner of their gaze and is just like, I'm about to rip that beard off your face hmm. and possibly your face with it. Remember, dogs, they love to patrol the neighborhood for, hat- for men with hats and beards. So uh, to all you Santas out there, Pick your neighborhoods carefully. I'll try to remember that and not take that personally myself. Bridget, thank you, hon. I appreciate it. And uh, go ahead and plug your stuff because, I mean, what else are you going to do, right? Right. Um, You can find me on Facebook, Bridget Fitch. Or you can go read my musings on my blog at BridgetFitch2112.wordpress.com. And as usual, everybody... Thank you very much for being with us. If you'd like to check out all of the show notes, you can uh, take a swing over to holycraptheVlogcast.com. You can also subscribe to the audio podcast, which Dallin will get to uh, as he gets around to it. Um, Again, Dallin, if you're listening to this part, uh, I know it's not likely, but I'm I'm sorry I pinged you. It was just muscle memory. I forgot. I know you're you're at your you're probably done with your with your uh, party, but. You, could it have killed you to bring us some cake? Seriously? Whatever. I don't care. If, however, you'd like to be in touch with us, of course, you can send an email over to podcast at holycraptheflogcast.com and the voicemail is always open for you. 859-HCTV-554 
859-428-8554. And of course, uh, for those of you that are at all interested in supporting in whatever way that you'd like on a monthly basis, because I, I, I can't be arsed to upload anything to Patreon. It's, it's not even worth it. But yes, you can go ahead and support us over there at patreon.com slash HCTV, because I got lucky and I was able to get that one. Yes, go me. And thank you, Patreon, for not being complete douche nozzles and listening to people. Appreciate that. Um, like I mentioned uh, early, yeah, we uh, we we take support and and we take thought of uh, of uh, Christopher Hitchens. He had he had a great way about him. And he is a lot of inspiration to a lot of people in our podcasting circles, in the skeptical circles. You don't have to like him a lot, but I think it's probably far and away more important to respect who he was and what he did and what he accomplished. And I think one of the greatest things was he completely trounced in an open chaired debate with Christopher, uh, with uh, Stephen Fry, the church, the Catholic church, very especially. I will see if I can relocate that because that debate was fantastic in so many ways. Thank you, Hitch. Thank you. Meantime, we got to get on out of here. So, of course, we'd be looking forward to seeing you guys, of course, next week. Stay safe until then. If we don't catch you at that point, of course, enjoy whatever holiday you celebrate, no matter what it is, no matter who you're with. And more importantly, as always, even if you don't think that you have family, we are gladly part of yours. It's okay to feel lonely. Don't ever for a moment think that you're alone. We'll be here for you. Meantime, safe travels, everybody. As always, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. Till the next time we get together, everyone. Good night, and of course... Fujin, Matane, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Thanks for being with us, everyone. Good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment on the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Google Plus pages. Theme music provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. On behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.